Hello, everyone, and welcome to another great episode of the Joy of Financial Planning podcast. The topics of this podcast are a complement to the book, Joy of Financial Planning, available in stores including Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. Joy of Financial Planning is about the belief that we can overcome the unique economic and life challenges we face as a generation by first getting our financial house in order. In fact, we have no other choice. Now more than ever, we must grow our wealth, follow our passions, live with compassion, and find a way to achieve a personalized version of the American dream. Just as it has been in prior generations, the ideal of the American dream is being challenged, not just because of the novel coronavirus pandemic, but because of the callous murder of a fellow black man, George Floyd, that we all got to see. The example of his abuse, and that of many others, cuts through the core of the American dreams I have believed in all of my life. I have a persistent belief that all are created equal, worthy of respect, deserving of opportunity, and the ideals of the American dream live inside all of us. I thank you for supporting dreams, your dreams, by listening to this podcast. The purpose of this content is to educate listeners and for them to inform others. This episode is part of a series of recorded Zoominars from my Jason Howell Company YouTube channel. That's where you'll find the video versions. In my business life, my wealth management firm collaborates with many experts. Together, we transform regular investors into patriarchs and matriarchs of their families and their communities. This episode features some of that expertise. Please send your feedback to jason at jasonhowell.com and give this episode a rating, especially on Apple Podcasts, if that's the kind of thing you do. For more about my unique brand of family wealth management, just go to jasonhowell.com. And now, municipal bond investing during a pandemic. Hello, everyone, especially Facebook viewers, and welcome to Municipal Bond Investing during a pandemic. We have a special guest today, a Mr. Micah Potashnik here from MacReview Investments, LLC. Um, very excited to have him. And at this point, I'm going to go ahead and invite some of the folks that have been waiting to get in to this particular Zoominar. But we are so happy to do these Zoominars for not only our clients, uh, but also the public, just inviting people that we would normally interact with, um, network with, uh, share some of our own clients with at the Chase and Hell Company who are just experts in their field. And we just believe that that's what people should be looking for when they are bringing a team of advisors to take care of their family, experts in every part of their financial life. So just by way of casual introduction, I just want to say, hey, Micah, how are you? How's your day been? Doing well, Jason. Uh, day's been uh, going well. Uh, looking forward to uh in the driving range after this. Hitting the driving range. You must be in maybe the golf capital of the country. Where are you? Uh, yeah, I'm actually uh, just outside uh, Hilton Head right now in, in South Carolina visiting some family. So enjoying the uh, hot sun. And fortunately, we have a, a nice, warm, humid day out here. Um, social distancing, of, of course, but uh, driving range is, is open. So certainly you know, take advantage of it. 
Well, sounds like a great time. I'm sure you won't be wearing a button-down collar out there with the uh, driving range. Um, but uh, get a few tips for me. I'm, I'm not so good at the old driving <laughs> range. I'd like to be better, for sure. Um, yeah, well, just so everyone knows, uh, we have folks who are coming in every once in a while, so you will hear a ding now and again. Of course, there are folks on Facebook who are just joining in too. Um, but if you have a question and you are with us on this Zoominar, feel free to go into the chat and submit your question. At some point, I promise I will read your question and, uh, and get it to Micah. If not, I will send an email and get it to Micah and maybe connect you to, uh, which would be just as cool, I'm sure. So, um, so yeah, get ready for a good show. Okay, I'm going to transition to our, uh, our PowerPoint slides so we can get this show on the road. All right, and here we go. A little preview, I guess, of, uh, of where we are. So if you came to municipal bond investing during a pandemic, you've come to the right show. Welcome everyone, both from uh, Facebook and the Zoominar and gosh, around the world, as it were. Uh, we've got Micah Potashnik, who is a well-qualified financial advisor, amongst many other things, to tell us a little bit about municipal bonds and gosh, just bonds in general. So that's going to be a great Q&A. Once again, if you've got questions, please put them in the chat and I will share them with Micah. And now a word from our sponsor. So all of these Zoominars are sponsored by my firm, Jason Howell Company. We are a family wealth management firm that specializes in creating matriarchs and patriarchs out of Gen X and millennial families. We do this by equipping them with three tools. One of them is a roadmap, which highlights what they need to do. So the normal recommendations you might get in a financial plan. Another is an implementation guide, which really shows them how to prioritize all of those recommendations that we typically put together, anywhere from 40 to 60 recommendations. And the final tool we equip our parents with is what we call a family constitution. This is really different and unique to our firm. It's the how and why, it's the values that the families have that they wanna pass down to the next generation. It's really the why's, so it's the stories that they've had from their past. And it really just puts together this nice package of saying, here's the what, here's the when, and here's the how and why, so that everyone really understands this isn't about money as much as it is about life. We call this process family governance, and for more about that, just go to jasonhowell.com. Okay, and now on to our show. So Micah Potashnik from MacroView Investment Management, LLC. Uh, this is a great firm founded in 2010, similar to our firm. It's a registered investment advisory firm. They've got a handful of great advisors. And what you might see, especially exhibited by this Zoominar, is sometimes we advisors, even though we might be in different companies, work together and share expertise so that we can do the best things we can for the communities that we serve. They're based out of Bethesda, Maryland. Um, as I mentioned, this firm was founded back in 2010 by Mr. Daniel Cohen. Uh, initially, they were focused on fixed income investing, which is probably why Micah is such an expert in this area. So we are so happy to have him. As you can see from this little blurb here, um, Micah has a mathematical background. He'll talk about his major, uh, went to American University, uh, though he had this really, you know, pretty special interest in math as, as it's speaking to. He is a charter retirement planning counselor, uh, which is a designation he had to earn to really specialize in the retirement field and also an accredited investment fiduciary, um, which typically, and Micah, correct me if I'm wrong, this really helps if you're specializing in managing 401ks and some of those employer-sponsored plans. Yeah, absolutely. 
That's terrific. Um, well, love the fact that you're an AU grad mostly because I, I teach now at AU as an adjunct professor and some of that, um, well, what you attended, right? You attended a personal finance general ed course and you said it was pretty impactful for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was actually just a, a general education class offered to, to all you know, students. And it was sort of, you know, one of my first tastes in just learning about, you know, what's an IRA, what's a 401k, you know, stocks and bonds, cash flow planning, the power of compounding interest, all of which are topics that I think are, are very valuable for anyone, not just in the field of finance, but for anyone that um, is, is heading off in the real world. And uh, it's Jason, it's great that you're now teaching that class. And uh, between you and me, I actually think it should be a requirement for, for all undergraduates uh, to take this personal finance class. So it's um, and something, you know, as I you know, continue in my field, helping, you know, former, you know, classmates and, and colleagues that are, are rising up in the ranks and in their professions and helping them, you know, start to, to get their finances in, in order. So. That's so great. And uh, you've taken that education and, um, I guess all eight years of your career you've spent at MacroView. So uh, Dan Cohen and his team must be doing something right. Um, but like you, you mentioned to me, uh, give us a little color here. You said if you weren't uh, doing this, you'd be a math teacher. Talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, at, at American University, I was a, a mathematics and, and economics major. Um, so you know, math is my you know first uh, first love, and you know that plays right into you know fixed income and, and bonds, which are very you know math oriented. Um, and you know, I've always been um, I've always enjoyed teaching and, and helping others learn, um, which is you know, you know part of the reasons why you know I love being a, an investment advisor because you know as investment advisor and dealing with with other people's finances, you know it's important to teach and educate and, and make sure you know they know what you know is going on with, with their money. Um, and, you know, over the years, you know, people have just sort of turned to me to, to assist them when it, when it came, when it came to math. And I think math's one of those topics that, you know, is, is not always taught in the best way. You know, each individual has their own way of learning, um, especially when it comes to math. So I've always been passionate about, you know, making sure everyone around me has that same, you know, knowledge base. And, um, hopefully at one point in life, um, you know, you know, uh, down the road, you know, maybe a, a math teacher's in, in my future. Um, so it's cert certainly something that uh, I've always thought would be a, a, a great sort of second career down the road. And um, so we'll see where, where that ends up. Oh, well, thanks, Mike. I'm sure there are uh, many high school professors or, uh, or principals out there saying, what, you're interested in helping our kids? Please, uh, please come on down. Uh, that'll be terrific. You will, you will find opportunities not only later in the road, but as early as today, in fact, there might be some math tutoring uh, opportunities that uh, people are looking for now during the pandemic. Oh, I'm just so glad you're here. I think we met just a few years ago, but we've stayed in touch. Um, I know you're working now with some of our clients in helping identify fixed income opportunities. And to that point, we're going to really just get an idea of why um, this might be an area that people should explore you know, so much of what we hear about investing happens to be in the equity market, the stock market. Is the Dow up or down? Is the S&P 500 up or down? And not enough uh, focus, I'm sure you might agree, is placed on the debt markets, you know, the bond markets and how that might affect your portfolio. So let's just start off with the most basic of questions. Uh, Micah, what exactly are bonds? Yeah, uh, so uh, a bond is a, you know, Fixed, in, fixed income instrument that, you know, represents a, a loan made by an investor, you know, myself, you know, a, a client, whoever it may be, 
uh, an investor to uh, a borrower. You know, it could be a corporation, a municipality, the, the U.S. government, and you know, you're you know, lending your money to that you know um, borrower, and with that, you know, they are promising to pay you a stated rate of return on that money. You know, call it, and that's called a, a coupon payment. Um, so they said, you know, I'm lending my money to uh, a borrower. The borrower is going to pay me a, a stated interest rate over time. And at some point later in the future, called a maturity date, you're going to get your principal payment back. And along the way, you get a, a fixed income stream, hence the term fixed income. Um, and as you said, Jason, you know, why, you know, equity markets are sort of the, you know, sexy, you know, make a lot of returns. There's obviously, you know, a lot of, you know, volatility and, and risk. Um, in equity markets, as we've seen here in the last you know few months during this pandemic, so you know complementing your you know portfolio with with fixed income um, really helps sort of smooth out that return over time um, and, and helps uh, you know limit losses and, and is a really powerful you know financial planning tool, knowing that that fixed income stream is is always going to be there for you. Got it. And I guess you kind of answer that second question too, which is why invest in bonds, you know, at all. Uh, maybe I'll I'll make a little bit more of a, uh, a detailed question out of that. Would you suggest investing in bond instruments uh, directly, or do you think that some of the bond funds um, are also great investments, or or can it be either, depending on your situation? Yeah. Um, so you know, again, when when investing in, in bonds, you know, kind of you know to take you know step back, you know, for for us, as I kind of alluded to, you know. The reason why you own the bond are really for, for three main reasons. It's to you know, preserve capital you know, while maximizing a, a return and provide that income stream and complement the, the riskier portion of an investment portfolio. And so for us, you know, at Mac Review, it's sort of a, a decision tree. You know, first establishing you know, why you know, own bonds in the first place, what role do that, do that, does it play in a portfolio? And then from there, you need to figure out you know, how do I want to own you know, my bonds. And there are two ways you can, you know, own bonds. You can own bonds via a bond mutual funds or bond ETF or exchange traded funds where your money is pooled with, with other, you know, individuals' money. And there's a advisor out there, a portfolio manager that invests those dollars in, into many different bonds. And you can look at your account and see how the aggregate of the bonds perform on a day-to-day -day basis or you can invest in individual bonds directly where in your account, you own that particular bond. That bond is yours, it belongs to you, and you have the option of buying and selling that individual bond at, at any time. So it's really a difference between a, a vehicle that you can buy and sell and the individual bond itself. And at MacReview, we are big believers in individual bonds. And the reason that's the case is, as I said, with with bonds, there's a stated maturity date, that date in the future where you know you are getting your principal payment back. With a bond ETF and mutual fund, there are no maturity dates. There is no date in the future that you know you're getting your principal investment back. So when you know, the bond market moves up or down, interest rates move up or down, and your bond fund you know, fluctuates in value, and let's say it moves down in price, you don't know when you're going to get that $100 back or that principal investment. With an individual bonds, you know that date in the future you're getting that money back. And, and that's why it's a, a powerful you know, financial planning tool and also um, you know, powerful from a portfolio perspective where if you have any short-term you know, losses or declines in the, the bond itself, you know, you, you know over time that money's coming back to you. Um, and so that's why we believe so strongly when investing in bonds 
to own you know, individual bonds. So it sounds like what you're saying, you could invest in bond funds if you like, and those could be exchange traded funds or mutual funds, but they're, they're kind of a, a different animal than the actual bond that you might invest in where you know, you're really investing in a debt. Uh, you're gonna get that money back. In between, you might get some interest payments and it can be as simple as that versus the funds, which could fluctuate a little differently. And you may not quite know when you're going to get your money back and you may not get the exact amount back. Exactly. It's that customization element that, that is so you know, crucial for us when it comes to bonds. And you know, when you do own a, a bond ETF or mutual fund, you, know, you technically own hundreds and hundreds of different of underlying bonds. That's what makes up the, the fund itself. You just can't see those bonds on a day-to-day -day basis. You can't see how each bond is trading, nor can you trade a specific bonds. Um, what, what we do for, for our clients is, you know, we go the other way of, of buying, you know, individual bonds. And, and that allows us when you have fluctuations in the marketplace um, to take advantage of different opportunities out there to, you know, buy bonds that are, are, are cheap or, um, you know, uh, that offer more yield than a, maybe a current bond in your portfolio. There are many different things we can do to help increase the return in the fixed income portion of the portfolio that unfortunately many mutual funds and ETFs just, just are unable to do. That's going to take a little expertise though to just buy direct bonds. I mean, it's not as easy as opening a Vanguard account and, and clicking a button. Yeah, so that, that's fortunately why uh, you know, we, we exist. Um, you know, as you said, you know, Jason, we um, you know, manage, you know, for individuals and help manage their their fixed incomes, both for you know uh, high net worth individuals, retail investors, but also with um, I know we'll dive a little bit more into this later with with other you know investment advisors um, who maybe don't have the time or resources to spend the time to look at the the bond market to look at for those opportunities to do the credit research, whatever it may be. Um, so you know, you know when it comes to bonds, you know ETFs and mutual funds are are a great tool the fact that you're able to, you know, kind of give someone else the, the, you know, let them go, you know, manage those dollars, but you, you don't have that control. And so, you know, we have both the control and the ability to, you know, customize and um, you know, take advantage of those opportunities. And, and, you know, that's why we believe so strongly that when it comes to bonds, having individual bonds and having an uh, um, advisor who understands the bond market is, is really important in, in these times where interest rates are, are very, very low. You know, the 10 year treasury is yielding, you know, less than, you know, three quarters of 1%. You know, you have corporate bonds that are, you know, being, uh, you know, downgraded left and right. Um, and so, you know, having someone out there that, you know, can, can do the research, can, you know, you know, understand the totality of the market and, and look to find where the best value occurs um, in, in our minds, you know, is, is what allows your fixed income to be fixed income. No, terrific. Having someone who would have uh, who was a math major and has a lot of interest in that area helps too. Um, well, well, tell us, Micah, how has the COVID nineteen pandemic really changed the bond market, if at all? Yeah. Um, so you know, it kind of seems like you know again COVID started just a, a few months ago, but it certainly feels like it's it's been a, a few years here, and there's been you know trials and tribulations with within the you know bond markets, and you know for for the first you know few weeks when, when COVID hit and, and the, the market sold off, the stock market sold off, you know, most bonds provided that, that ballast that, you know, complement to the riskier portion of, of your portfolio. Um, and then come, you know, middle of March, we had a period of time where, you know, there was sort of a, a max exodus to cash where everyone out there was, 
you know, going to cash. There was a lot of uncertainty out there and people were sort of indiscriminately, you know, selling, you know, anything in their portfolio to, to get the cash, whether it's to cover margin calls, whether it's, you know, I just don't want to you know, lose any more, whatever the reason may be, um, they just wanted to go to cash. And, and that's where it comes back to, I'm going to keep on using the term, you know, active management, um, because that's where active management is, is so important in bond world, uh, because, you know, when this indiscriminate selling occurs and the JP Morgans of the world are having to sell bonds out there because individuals are redeeming shares of their mutual funds, well, you know, those bonds are being forced to sell at a, a cheaper price than what they probably are truly worth. And so, you know, what we do then is we, you know, look to take advantage of that and see, well, you know, wow, these bonds are really, really good bonds um, for a variety of reasons, but they're just trading really cheap because, you know, someone needed to go sell it, you know, kind of diamonds in the rough or, you know, bonds falling out of trucks, whatever the, the terminology, you know, you call it. And so, you know, we're able to, again, take advantage of those times when there's a lot of fluctuations in these, this COVID world of, of buying bonds at yields that are significantly higher than, you know, comparison, you know, bonds out there. You know, we, we were able to buy some bonds that were trading, you know, up to like eight times uh, a treasury bonds. Um, so, you know, here we are buying bonds that are very, very high in credit quality, very good, stable balance sheets, um, yet trading at you know, eight times the value as a, a treasury bond. You know, it's kind of a, a, a no-brainer. And so, you know, during these times, it's even more important than ever to have someone that can take advantage of that, um, those opportunities. Oh, that's terrific. Um, thank you for sharing that. You know, what you're highlighting is as an active bond trader, you can really take advantage of what we all sometimes forget, that it's a market. And in a market, there are buyers and sellers, and you guys can be either because that's just what you do. Exactly. That's well, a, a great way to put it. Tell us a, a little bit about municipal bonds. It's a, a phrase that people hear and they kind of cringe a little bit. It sounds very fancy. And then it sounds maybe a boring fancy in a kind of a weird way. Um, yeah. What's good about them? Yeah. Um, so, you know, municipal bonds, again, are, are bonds that are sold by state and local governments that are used to fund day-to-day -day obligations and to finance public projects, such as building roads or schools. Um, so when you go and own a missile bond, you're really owning one of two types of municipal bonds. There are general obligation bonds, which are bonds backed by the full faith and credit of a specific municipality. For example, the state of Maryland or the Commonwealth of Virginia might issue you know, bonds. They're looking to you know, borrow some money to, you know, for their day-to-day you know, -day obligations and you know, they issue debts. And you as a bondholder are paid back that debt um, due to the fact that it's the state of Maryland and the Commonwealth of Virginia, that they're gonna have funds available to pay you back. So that's kind of one type of bonds. The other type of bonds are called revenue bonds. And as the name you know, sounds, those bonds are backed by a specific revenue source. Maybe it's income from a toll road or revenue from, from a hospital. And so a lot of the bond buying that we do for our clients are actually revenue bonds. And specifically, a, a, certain type of revenue bonds called essential service revenue bonds. And these are bonds that are backed by, for example, water and sewer revenue, which you know, makes them you know, better protected from economic downturns since people will always have a utility bill to pay. You know, no matter what of the economic conditions out there, people are still running water, you know, using you know, sewers, whatever it may be, 
and they have a utility bill to pay. And um, you know, there's actually a, a great case study back in, in 2013 when uh, the city of Detroit you know, defaulted, you know, huge defaults. Um, you know, and the Detroit individuals who own Detroit water and sewer bonds actually were paid back 100% of their original investments. So even though the city itself defaulted and the people that own Detroit uh, city bonds, you know, lost some of their money and didn't get all their money back. People that own the water bonds actually got a hundred you know, percent of their money back. And so that's just sort of a great example of, of why, you know, the bond you own and understanding the, the source of the revenue is, is very important. Um, because again, you know, Detroit maybe has a, you know, current and negative connotation, but you know, their water and sewer bonds were, you know, good to go during a, um, a, a massive default. Okay, so what I'm hearing you say is a municipal bond is a municipality, city, state, um, locality. They want to borrow money, um, assumedly from their citizens, but they could be borrowing it from anywhere around the world. Um, the folks who have extra money to invest, instead of putting their money in the stock market, they're going to maybe buy these bonds. And MacroView specializes in revenue bonds, not only revenue bonds, but essential service revenue bonds which is to say like a water utility where people are paying bills. These are other people. These are not investors. They're just, they're paying bills. Um, those bill pays are used to essentially pay that money back. But I guess the city or state didn't have the initial amount of money to say fix the pipes at the beginning of the day. So they needed to borrow a chunk from investors. They could build the pipes and then they pay it back through the citizens who are paying their water bill. It, 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 exactly, exactly. Um, exactly how revenue bonds work. And, um, and in, in this case, you know, when it came to Detroit, people were still paying their, their, their water and sewer bills. So uh, everything was, was good to go from a, a bondholder's perspective. So we know some municipal bonds are different because you mentioned essential service revenue bonds. Um, are there other kinds of municipal bonds going to that question about that have different risk and return, um, I guess, qualifications or characteristics? Yeah. So, you know, obviously, you know, the example, the you know, general obligation versus the revenue bond is, is one way where, you know, you have two bonds, both from the same city, but have different revenue backings, you know, offer different you know, risk rewards. Um, but, you know, as you said, you know, when, when most people think of municipal bonds, you know, they think of the fact that the interest that you receive on that bond, that fixed income, that capital you receive on a you know, twice a year basis is exempt from federal taxes. That's one of the, the advantages of, of municipal bonds. It's a way to get some income and not have to pay taxes on it. It's a pretty, pretty great setup. There's also a part of the municipal market that is a little bit lesser known, but it's still quite large. It's $500 billion in, in growing. And that are what are called taxable municipal bonds. And these taxable municipal bonds don't carry that tax exemption. The income you receive would be subject to federal income taxes. Um, but in order to entice an investor to buy a taxable municipal bond, you need to be offered something in addition or else you would never buy it over the exempt product. So these taxable municipal bonds often offer significantly higher yields than their tax exempt counterparts. Um, and, and one of the things that make taxable municipal bonds so great is take an IRA account, an individual retirement account, where the money in those accounts grow tax deferred until you take you know, the money out from a distribution. Well, usually IRA accounts and municipal bonds don't really go together. You know, why buy a bond that is you know, incomes tax exempt 
when already the money in my IRA account is growing tax exempt. That, that wouldn't make any sense. That, that's inefficient. We'll now take taxable municipal bonds, which offer a higher yield, offer higher yield than both tax exempt municipal bonds, offer higher yields than a corporate bond, offer higher yields than a treasury bonds, but are still very, very high in, in credit quality. Now you can go put those in an IRA account and now you can get access to municipal bonds when you never could before. Uh, so it's, it's a great tool to use in, in those types of accounts. And you know, as you know, people start to retire, roll over 401ks, you know, get close to retirement and fixed income becomes a, a higher you know, allocation in their overall balance sheets, you know, municipal bonds are a great way to, taxable municipal bonds, I should say, are a great way to get some, some fixed income exposure. Got it. So taxable municipal bonds can give you that higher interest rate because you're not getting the tax advantage. Ends up being pretty competitive because it's higher than a, a federal bond or even some, or maybe matches some of the, um, the high stable corporate bonds, I guess. You could always get a higher yielding corporate bond, but you take on more risk. Whereas I guess a municipal bond that's taxable can give you a high return, um, even though it's um, even though the risk is fairly low. Yeah. So actually, you know, if you look at the taxable municipal market right now compared to the corporate markets, and if we just focus on what we call an investment grade bond, so bonds of, of the, the highest quality. And, you know, for those that look at bonds and their, their credit ratings, their credit ratings are, you know, triple B all the way up to triple A. That's the, the range of what are called investment grade. And, and those are bonds that are you know, the most stable, um, you know, are, you know, have the best balance sheets are the ones, you know, uh, the grading agencies are most confident that you're going to get paid your, your interest in principal, you know, over time, which is obviously, you know, going back to why you own fixed income, you own fixed income for that cash flow. And you want to make sure that cash flow is, is going to be there. Um, and so, you know, right now, taxable municipal bonds actually yield more than comparable corporate bonds of, of the same credit quality. So we, we have a you know, couple of examples that we'll show on, on PowerPoints comparing a, you know, for example, a, a Home Depot bonds that has a you know, maturity date of you know, five or six years out and a taxable municipal bond with a, you know, a similar maturity date. And that taxable municipal bonds yields you know, anywhere between you know, 50 to 100 basis points or you know, call it 1% more every single year than the comparable corporate bonds. So for us, even if you're choosing between a corporate bond and a taxable municipal bond, it's actually really a no-brainer for us that taxable municipal bonds yield simply more than comparable corporates across everywhere in the investment grade um, uh, sphere. Now, if you start getting into high yield and more risky corporate bonds, you know, that dynamic can change. But now you're starting to take a little bit more credit risk. Um, and for us, you know, it no longer becomes fixed income. It you know, becomes more of an equity product. Um, since it's, you know, more highly correlated to equity. So, you know, again, taxable munis, taxable corporate bonds, taxable munis win on a yield perspective and they win on a credit perspective. Got it. Yeah, I mean, you could have high risk bonds called high yields, right? Like in risk and return go together. Um, you learn that in your, your principles class, right? Um, but that's not what MacroView specializes in and it's not typically what people are looking for with bonds. They're usually looking for some stability in their portfolio and you folks look at really the most stable area of bonds and see, hey, maybe I can get some more return than I should be even getting, but I can lock it in by investing in these particular kinds of bonds that just so happen to have a high yield. Yeah, it, it, exactly. You know, going back to sort of that decision tree, you know, starting at the top of why own bonds, 
then you choose individual bonds over bond funds. And then you got to pick, you know, within the bond space in the landscape of bonds, you know, what types of bonds do I want to own? And, you know, again, we kind of go through, you know, treasury bonds that, you know, don't yield a lot, corporate bonds that, you know, yield, you know, a decent amount, but carry a lot of credit risk. Then you have municipal bonds that, you know, default, you know, on average, you know, 23 times less than corporate bonds. So from a credit standpoint, it's, it's a no brainer that municipal bonds are a better credit. And then you start working the yield component and the yields higher. And so, Again, if you have, you know, risk on one side and reward on another side and you, know, you graph it and try to find what is the optimal place to invest in, you know, the, the choices is municipal bonds. Oh, terrific. Oh, we've got one more question on the list and the timing is working out just enough. Uh, I'm sure people, if they've, they've been on the whole time, they might be a little overwhelmed. So give us a little bit of an idea of, of how you work with other financial advisors, um, financial planners, and I guess why you, you do that as a firm. Yeah, um, we'll start sort of with, with the, the why, because um, I think that's a good, good starting point. And, and for us, you know, obviously, you know, we're very passionate about bonds and we're passionate about, you know, the role they play in a diversified portfolio and, and they play that, that important role. And so everyone, you know, regardless of your age, should at least have a, a, you know, some allocation to, to bonds. Um, and as you get older, that allocation becomes higher and higher. And, you know, we just very strongly believe in, in individual bonds. And as, you know, we've been talking about, it's hard for an individual investor or even advisors to go invest in, in individual bonds. It, there's a lot of research that goes in. It's a lot of time. It, it becomes a, a full-time job to, to do it. And so you kind of need to hire someone that that's their full-time job to, to analyze the bond space and find the, the best bonds out there. And so we wanted to take that expertise out to the world, not just with individuals, but to other investment advisors who have their own clients that maybe were unable to get the exposure that is most appropriate for their clients. And, you know, we, that's, so that's kind of what we do is we work with those advisors and say, you know, instead of you going buying a bond mutual fund or, or bond ETF that charges its own fee, that, you know, it's not customizable, that your client doesn't really know what they own you know, work with us at a, you know, competitive, you know, rate, competitive price. But now the client gets the individual bonds, can see on their uh, statements, the cash flow that's coming in, can see the bonds they own, can take advantage of those opportunities that we've been talking about where, you know, bonds are, you know, cheap to the market, things like that. All those reasons of ways to maximize that return on bonds can, can be done. And, you know, we, you know, would like to take that out to as many people as possible and give them that access that, you know, maybe they're unable to get with their, their current situation. Um, so I don't know if that answers the question or not, but, but that, that's sort of, you know, why we started, um, you know, working with other advisors is, is to, you know, kind of going back to that, that teaching element that, you know, we talked about at the beginning and, and you know, my background and my passion, it's, it's teaching and, and helping others. And, and, you know, when it comes to being a fiduciary, doing what's best for your clients, you know, we want to make sure that everyone out there has access to the, the same product, um, and, and so that's what we've been able to do. And you know, we've been doing this, you know, as you said, you know, since we started in 2010, we now have our, you know, our own portfolios that we have, you know, performance that has been audited. So you know, our numbers are all been, you know, um, legitimized by, you know, other, you know, uh, sources out there. And, uh, you know, the numbers, you know, are, are, are pretty good. And, and we've definitely, you know, done better than our benchmarks, things like that. So the numbers speak for themselves, um, but also, you know, the, I think the peace of mind that we're able to give both advisors and individuals is, is really what's you know, most important. 
Yeah, and like you said, there's a um, there's a cost to it, but it's competitive because otherwise, you know, advisors like myself all across the country, if they're using mutual funds or exchange traded funds to invest their clients, there are fees for those funds that um, essentially will be, you know, eradicated, get rid of, um, and then a fee comes to you guys. And it might be a little higher, but the expertise you're getting is um, very different. Yeah, exactly. And so when it comes to, you know, mutual funds, so again, we've been talking about this, you know, um, active management, you know, most ETFs don't provide active management. Most ETFs, exchange traded funds tend to track an index. You know, they, you know, track an index and as the index takes in bonds and sells bonds, that's what they do. Active management, which is really kind of more of a, a mutual fund thing and what mutual fund portfolio managers do, uh, you know, those funds tend to charge, you know, 60, 70, 80 basis points, um, you know, which is, you know, again, it's, it's probably a, a fair rate for the expertise you get, um, but it, 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 it's not cheap. And so we, we come in, you know, stiffly below that um, because for us, you know, again, you know, obviously, you know, we you know, need, need to get paid, but it, it's not about, you know, charging the most as possible or, or, or maximizing the, you know, fees we get. It's about, you know, doing right by, by the clients and, and getting them that, that access that, you know, either might be too expensive for them or, you know, might be hard to get otherwise. Well, I know as a fellow financial advisor, it's been wonderful to have you and the other players in your firm as a resource for our clients uh, to get that expertise. And it's, it's still significantly different than just working with a fund and hoping that that portfolio manager who manages the actual fund uh, does right by you. Having a conversation makes all the difference. Um, well, well, thank you, Micah. Thank you for sharing just some of your expertise uh, that you bring from MacReview. For all those who are watching, I'm gonna stop the share, so brace yourself. Big faces are coming. <laughs> Here we are, we're back. I think we've had a, a great discussion about really not only how municipal bonds, but how bonds in general can play a, um, a part in your portfolio beyond just the stocks of the world um, and how you can sort of bifurcate that between you know, corporate bonds, um, federal bonds, municipal bonds, and taxable municipal versus non-taxable and the extra risk and return you may or may not be taking on. So just, just a great uh, you know, presentation. Thank you so much, Micah. Oh, thank you so much for, for having me. Um, I really appreciate it. Well, before you go, and I always, you know, ask this question just in case there was something at the, uh, you know, the tip of your tongue here. Is there one thing that we should walk away from in this conversation? Maybe that's actionable that we can do as, as people who have our own portfolios in regards to bonds. I, I think you know, the most important thing is to, you know, understand, you know, what you own, you know, take a look at your portfolio you know, see what, you know, bonds you own, see what types of bonds you own. And, and, you know, maybe there's a way that you, know, you can, you know, get better return, you know, on those, you know, that allocation by maybe taking some, some less risk. And so, you know, we are always happy to review portfolios, take a look at it for you and, and give you our, you know, two cents of, of ways that, you know, we could go and, and improve it. Um, I always think that's a good starting point. So, you know, don't, ex you know, we're not expecting you to go make this analysis, but we love the opportunity to, you know, take a look to see what you're doing in the fixed income space and seeing if there's a way for us to, you know, help you out. Micah Potashnik, uh, Chartered Retirement Planning Counselor, Accredited Investment Fiduciary, um, golfer. <laughs> Thank you uh, so much for spending some of your uh, away time with us today. Uh, we look forward to hearing more from you and for all those who uh, logged into this 
I will send an email out with Micah's information. And if I do this right, clean up this video and you'll have it forever. Okay, everyone, enjoy the rest of your day. Micah, thanks again so much. Thank you. Take care.